Hi everyone, hope you're all okay. Isn't the weather so lovely outside? I'm just loving the sunshine. It's still, sun it's still shining out there, yeah? It's not raining, is it? No, but it's been lovely, and I'm just loving having a coat on and wearing sunglasses at the same time. It's amazing. Yeah, I quite like that. Anyway, um, I'm going to carry on with the series Truly, truly. Now, I know last week we had Tri Robinson from the, the States come, and I heard he was so good, and I, I, I wasn't here last week, but I can't wait to listen to him on the podcast. And um, I'm going to go back to the sayings of Jesus. And um, my talk today is based in John chapter 13. So if you've got your Bible or smart device, or you simply just want to just look at the screen in front of you, my talk is in John chapter 13. And my um, key text is John 13 verse 16, which I'm going to read out to you now. And it says, very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now, Jesus said this moments after he washed his disciples' feet, moments after he washed their dirty feet, which leads me to the title of my talk, and it's Dealing with the Dirt, okay? Dealing with the Dirt. I'm just going to pray right now. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much that we are here. Thank you that we got here safely. Thank you that we're, you know, we're here and we're comfortable. Lord, I just pray that you will just speak to us and reveal to us what you want us to know. And if something comes up and it's a bit uncomfortable, Lord, I just pray that you would just give us peace and, and assurance that you love us unconditionally and you want to do what's right. You want to help us in our journey with you. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so I'm going to look at a few of the verses in this passage. So I'm going to start off with John 13, verse 1, and it says, It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. So Jesus is about to wash his disciples' feet, and it's hours before he's about to be arrested, which will then lead him to be crucified. Now, at this point here, I want to remind you, or just to let you know if you didn't know already, is that Jesus is fully man, and he's fully God at the same time. He's 100% man and 100% God. I don't quite understand that. He is some kind of superhero. He's bigger than a superhero, but he's both of those. And when I was preparing for this talk, I watched the film Black Panther for the first time, and that was three weeks ago. And a lot of people, when I tell them that, they're like, how can you just be watching Black Panther now? But you know what? I'm a busy mum, and it was on Sky, you know, Sky Box Office, and I was like, okay, I can watch it now. So anyway, I watched it, and for those of you who don't, who haven't seen Black Panther, it is a, Black Panther is a um, Marvel comic character, and um, Black Panther is set in this fictitious um, African country called Wakanda. 
And in Wakanda, everyone sees it or thinks it's a third world country, but hidden in the mountains of Wakanda is this city. And it is highly developed. It is so technologically advanced. And there is a king, there's a kingdom, and he's got warriors, and they are so strong. And it's powered by this metal called vibranium, which comes from somewhere in the universe. And when they go, when this king goes and his warriors go to other countries like America, which we see as an advanced country, it just comes across so primitive because they're so strong. They've got so much strength. And Wakanda is such an amazing city. And it got me thinking about Jesus because he is God. And so he came down for those 33 years and he had a mission. And then as it says in John 13, 1, it says, the hour had come for him to leave this world and go back to the Father. I don't think we think about heaven enough, how amazing it is beyond our understanding. And yet Jesus, being God, he came down to this earth to have a mission and he was gonna go back. He was gonna go back to glory. And also he's fully man. So he would have known that he was going to die. He was gonna be crucified. Things were gonna start to kick off in a way that was gonna be quite horrific, but he had to go through that. And just think how stressful that must have been, how he must have felt. But we know in scriptures that Jesus did not sin. So no matter how stressful that was, he loved until the very end. And that's what it says at the, um, the end part of John 13 verse one. So in John 13, 2, it says the evening meal was in progress and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. So Jesus was about to do something wonderful and intimate for his disciples. And he knew that there were two people in that group who were about to fail him. He had Judas who was about to betray him. He had Peter who was going to deny him. Now, have you ever been in that situation where you are going to have like a party, a wedding, something special, where you want all the, your favorite people there, but you know that there's going to be some people there that you actually don't quite like, or you know that, you know, they're not very close to, like maybe, you know, you're having a party, a birthday party, and you've invited your friend, and they've brought their plus one, which is their partner, and you don't like them that much. You know, that happens. But you know what, Jesus, he loved his disciples to the end. He didn't have that at all. And then in John 13, verse three to five, it says, Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel round his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. See, he was God. He knew his identity. He knew that all authority was his. You know, he probably could have just blew up the whole world in the blinking of the eye. You know, he was God. He could do anything. And yet he took the role as a servant and he decided to wash his disciples' feet. Now, back then, when you had your house, when people would come into your home, there would be some water and a basin by the door, and people would come and wash the dirt, wash the donkey poo off their feet before they came into your house and ate. 
If you were rich, you would have someone who would wash your guests' feet. So when Jesus did this and he was being that person who was considered the lowest of the low, I started to think, we don't really think of people being so low. We shouldn't anyway. We've got human rights. We shouldn't be thinking about people like that. But then I started to think, who, who could do such a job? Maybe someone who should just be so lucky to be alive that, you know, they, you know that's, that's what they, you know, washing donkey poop. Well, you know what? That's what you're going to do. And I thought, who... We, we, we shouldn't be thinking of people who are lowest of the low, but then I started to think about maybe people who are really bad, like a prisoner, maybe. And I remember being in Florida with my mum and my dad and my mum's friends, and we're sitting in the car, we're driving, and we're driving behind an open truck with about 12 prisoners in there. They're all chained up, and they've got their orange overalls on, and they're, like, staring at, like, myself and my mum and her friend, like, they've never seen women for, like, 20 years or something, really, like, looking, you know? And so one of them had sunglasses, and my mum's friend just started saying, how come he's got sunglasses? That's a privilege to have sunglasses. You know, that's a luxury item. How come he's got sunglasses? Because she saw him as someone that shouldn't have anything like that. Maybe his eyes should be scorched in the sun because of what he's done. And so I just started to think, you know, Jesus being God, having all that authority, he's a king, he's got his own kingdom. And yet he took the role as someone who is the lowest of low to go and wash his disciples' feet. And so he started to wash their feet, and he washed Peter's feet. Peter, remember, was about to deny him. Peter was about to throw him under the bus. And yet he's washing his feet, and Peter said, no, 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 you can't do that. You're Lord. You shouldn't be, able to, shouldn't be washing my feet. And Jesus said to him, I have to. I have to. If you don't let me serve you, Peter, you can't have any part in me. You see, Jesus was going to do the ultimate service so that we could all have a part in Jesus. And he said to Peter, you've got to let me serve you. And so, Jesus, so Peter said, all right, then you do my hands, my head, everything. You wash the whole of me. And he said, no, you don't have to do that. You've already been cleaned. You see, he'd already acknowledged him as his savior. He just needed to have his feet washed. You know, just that day-to-day dust, dirt. He needed his feet washed. So he washed all of their feet. He washed Judas's feet, even though Judas was about to betray him. And once he did that, he then said to them, this is what you've got to do to each other. You've got to wash each other's feet as well, just like what I did. And then that key text, verily, truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. You see, Jesus, he set that bar that he could be a servant. He could get down there. He could humble himself and wash his disciples' feet, he was saying that we've got to do it too. We're not bigger than him, we're not greater than him, so we've got to do it too. And so what Jesus did demonstrated forgiveness, and it demonstrated servanthood. He dealt with the dirt, and he's asking us to do that too. He's saying deal with the dirt as well. He wants us to deal with the dirt in in servanthood. Because when you are serving, you deal with the dirt, you deal with the rubbish, you deal with all the bits that people don't want to think about and do, all the bits behind the scenes. That's what you do in service. And that is so counterculture in our society. People don't want to serve. 
They don't have the resources because you know what? They don't want to kneel down. They're stepping on people's heads to get ahead, to survive. People don't have the resources to serve. They don't have the money to serve. They don't have the time. They don't have the energy because they're so busy trying to survive themselves. And you know what? It's in the church as well. We go to such a well-organized church, so big, that it's so easy to walk in, consume, get a coffee, get a donut, and walk out again and not serve. Because you know what? It's big enough. Someone else will do it. Someone else will take care of it. I can just come in and come out. You know, I was at an event here, and I was in the queue waiting for a hot dog, and this lady had a hot dog, and her napkin just fell on the floor, and she didn't even bother pick it up, because you know what? It's someone else will do it, someone else. I was here working, or just helping out and equipped, and I stayed at the very end because I was waiting for a lift, and I realized that at the end of it all where you've got this amazing evening where you've got all the wine and the drink, you've got all the food, you've got all the chairs laid out and the lovely lights. There's only a handful of people at the very end who are clearing up, who are putting everything away. Yeah, we think someone else is doing it and it's not many people who are serving and Jesus is asking us to serve, to serve, to help one another. But then also dealing with the dirt is also meaning Dealing with the forgiveness, we need to forgive. You see, Jesus wants to wash our feet. He wants to wash the dirt off our feet. And we all have dirty feet. We may not literally have dirty feet, donkey poo in our feet. But we've got dirty hearts. We sin. We all sin. And we all sin every day. All of us. You know, we've got the lusts. We've got the hatred. We talk bad about people. We are bitter. There's all sorts of things that we are doing and we're sinning all the time. Sinning all the time. And sometimes we've got wounds. We've got wounds and we're operating from those wounds. We're operating from that pain, operating from that place of rejection, and we just get our feet dirty. Now, three weeks ago, I was here and I was telling you about how I um, was looking out my window in my flat and I was seeing this lady that I know with her mum, arm in arm, walking down the street. And it, it touched me because I, I, I was craving affirmation and I wanted that too. I wanted my mum to be walking down the road arm in arm with me. And I really felt God say to me, I will be that person. You walk down the street and you just know that I'm arm in arm with you. And do you know what? I should have left it there. I should have just left it there. And I said it, I stood up here and I told you this. Four days later, I'm on the phone with my mum. And as I'm on the phone to my mum, I'm looking out the window and I see that person I know, arm in arm with her mother. And I should have just said to my mum, mum, it, it would be lovely if I can just walk arm in arm with you. Or next time you come, let's walk arm in arm down the road. But you know what I did? Because I felt that wound seeing that girl, I then I verbally attacked my mum and I said, Mum, you're not that type of, you're not that mum, you're not that kind of mum who would do that for me, you're not that way, are you? And I just completely attacked her and she hung up on me. She hung up on me. We're all right now, so don't worry about it, yeah? <laughs> but she hung up on me and I realised, in fact, I, I, at the time I was still angry until my husband said, Come on, man, you shouldn't do that. But I, you know, I, I was just, I operate from the wound. 
I should have just left it at the point that, you know, God said to me, I will be that person, but I then attacked my mum. And so this is what we do. We operate from wounds. And we're like Judas, and we're like Peter, where Judas and Peter failed Jesus. They threw him under the bus. They knew that he was God. They knew that he was the Messiah. And yet they still did wrong. They still failed him. And we are like Judas and Peter, where we fail Jesus all the time. Every day we can just do things. And yet, just like he washed their feet, he wants to wash our feet as well. He just wants to wash our feet. There's one thing that is guaranteeing that we will fail God. But you know what? He is God. He's committed. He loves us unconditionally. And he is there for us. He's there for us. And so he wants to wash our feet. And he is willing to wash our feet every day. Every day. Just have to go to him. Just have to go to him. But also in forgiveness, he wants us to forgive other people as well. He wants us to forgive. And sometimes that can be really hard to forgive because we think if we forgive people, we look like the weak ones. If we actually kneel down and serve and do nice by our enemies, we look like the mug. We look like the one that is stupid for doing that, especially when they don't care. You know, especially if you, you know, you, you, you're vulnerable and you, you say, I'm sorry to someone and they actually still don't like you, yeah? But do you know what? When you forgive, it sets you free. It sets you free. I was with a group of women and they were telling me how they've been, you know, in abusive relationships and they told me all about it and then afterwards they said, but do you know what? We've forgiven that person. They're not with them anymore, but they've forgiven them because they know if they don't forgive them, they're going to be bound up in that mess. They have to set themselves free. They have to be free from that. And so they've chosen to forgive these people who've abused them. And sometimes we think, if I do that, then maybe I'm, you know, I'm stupid. We're not. Just like how Jesus, he knew he was God. He knew his identity. He knew he had all that authority. And yet he took off his outer clothing, wrapped a towel around his waist, and he became a servant. We need to know that our identity is in Christ. So even if people don't like us, even if we are vulnerable, it doesn't matter. Us dealing with the dirt doesn't define us. It doesn't define us. Someone threw doggy poo in a bag by my door, by you know, the main door from where I live in this flat. And everyone was walking past it for, you know, for about a couple of days. Even me, I was like, I ain't picking it up. It's not my dog that did that. I just didn't want to do it. And then at one point, I thought, do you know what, Denise? Just pick up the doggy boo. Just do it. It was in a bag. I didn't pick it up with my hands, yeah? But it was in a bag. And at one point, as I bent down to just pick it up, I just heard this voice say, yeah, everyone was just waiting for you, Denise. You, that one. You're probably like the dirty one to go and pick it up. And I thought, no, I'm just doing this. All I've got to do is put it in the bin and wash my hands and I'll make that place look nice and presentable again. That's it. I'm, that doggy poo doesn't define me. Doesn't define me at all. And so Jesus is calling us to forgive. Drop it. Just let it go. Some of us have got beef between people. There's things that have happened. And all we've got to do is just let it go. Just drop it. Just let it go. My mother-in-law was 
in Sainsbury's pushing her trolley and she was thinking about a problem that she had between someone else and all she could hear in the, the music playing was that frozen song, let it go, let it go. And she was like, yeah, God, I think you're telling me, just let it go, just let it go. And this is what we've got to do, just drop it, just let it go and forgive because Jesus wants to wash our feet and he will do it all the time, he will wash our feet. We are like Judas, we're like Peter, where we fail him all the time. And it's so easy that when you sin, that you isolate yourself and you don't want to go to Jesus, especially when you've just done the same thing a week ago or the night before, and you just think, oh, I can't go to him. But he wants to wash your feet. And he's also calling you to wash other people's, to forgive others, just like he's forgiven you. Which leads me to my last part is that we can do all of this with Jesus. We can serve one another. We can get down on our knees and humble ourselves with Jesus. Get, hold his hand and say, help me get one foot down and then the other foot down. We can allow him to wash our feet. You do that with Jesus. Say, Jesus, just wash my feet. Wash it again. And even if you have to say it again in the next hour, wash my feet again. But just keep going to him. Don't hide yourself from Jesus. Go to Jesus with your dirty feet. And then also when to forgive people, we do it with Jesus. And it might be a process. Some of us might just be hurting so badly that we can't just forgive just like that. It's a process. But we do that with Jesus because he loves us so much. Can I have the band, please? I don't know where they are. Are they outside? Oh, they're here. Oh, brilliant. So I just want us to pray. So if you can all just stand up for me, and we're all in different places. We're all in different places. Some of you may have come here for the first time, and you are like not aware that you had dirty feet, and maybe that's not something that you want to even be thinking about. But you know that people here they love Jesus, and you want to experience that love as well. So I just want you to close your eyes and just put out your hands if you feel comfortable to do that. And so if you're in that place and where you just want God to just love you, just say, show me your love. Show me this love. Show me your love. Please reveal yourself to me. And you might be just there. Or you might be where you know your feet are dirty. And you know what, your feet were dirty like because something happened last week, last month, I don't know, way back or maybe even last night. Or maybe as you even came here, I know it's so easy to just do wrong even in the car when you're driving, if you're with your family or with anyone and you have an argument and just things will come up and the dirt will come. It's just so easy to do that, so easy so easy to just get dirty feet and maybe right now you just need to just feel God can I just come to you and of course you can go to him you can go to him so many times if it means every day this week every hour this week you can go with your dirty feet because he wants to wash your feet he loves you he loves you so much so much as I said before there's one thing for certain, we will fail God, but he will never fail us. 
And the enemy wants us to think that with our dirty feet, with the sin in our hearts, that we must hide ourselves from God, especially when we know what is right and we still do that thing. It's so easy to think, I can't go to him, but you can keep going to him because he loves you. He loves you so much. And some of you here may need to forgive. You need to let something go. You're holding on to something and you need to let it go. And you do that with Jesus. He's not asking you to do it on your own. And maybe you might feel that you're stupid, you're a bit of a mug if you do right by someone, especially if they don't respond in a way that you would like them to do. But you know what? Your identity is in Christ. You are seated in heavenly realms. Your identity is in Him, not in the dirt. So you can go. You can deal with that dirt. You can go and you can forgive. You can do right by someone. There is someone that I have avoided for a very long time because of my own insecurities. And I've been meaning to speak to this girl. She had an operation and I wanted to speak to her before she had an operation, but we just haven't been able to get together. And next week we're going to get together and I'm going to speak to her and say, I'm sorry that I've avoided you. It's because of my own insecurities is why I've done this and I'm sorry. And do you know what? She might not respond the way I want her to respond because I know it's so easy that when you back down, you want the other person to back down, but she might not. She might go, okay, Denise. And she might go back to her friends and say, guess what Denise said? And just all laugh about it. But you know what? I've got to set myself free. I've got to do that. It doesn't matter what she thinks about me. And some of you are maybe in that situation as well right now where you're thinking, do you know what? I don't want to back down because I don't know if they're going to do it, but just let it go and allow God to free you, free you from that problem. Okay, I'm just going to pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for what you're doing in our hearts. Thank you that you love us unconditionally. Thank you so much that you are willing to wash our feet time and time again. So Lord, I ask you to please help us to be honest with you and help us to trust you and to live with you and incorporate you in everything we do. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen.